When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another edition of our Memory Lane podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Terrific guest today, guy with a really interesting story, Tony Womack, a member of the 1997 Pirates team that was part of that crazy Comedy Central race in the National League. Tony was a Pirates All-Star that year, also won a World Series with the Diamondbacks in 01 and three times led the league in stolen bases. Tony, how you doing today, man? Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. I'm good, man. You doing all right? Oh, fantastic. And, and Tony, we're 25 years removed from the 1997 Major League season. You had a 13-year career, 1,300 hits, led the league in stolen bases three times. You had a lot of success in, in your career, made the All-Star team in 97 uh, for the Pirates. Are you aware of how Pittsburgh Pirates fans view the 97 season 25 years later. Just such an oddball year that you guys were in the race the whole year. The National League Central really struggled. Is that something that, that you're aware of all these years later? Um, well, considering we did with the camp with 120 players, and they had traded a lot of players, got rid of a lot of players. Uh, all of the young guys were around. So um, it was more of we knew. Uh, as players, we knew, but you know that we had zero chance of winning or even being close. So that, after having 120 players in the camp, you know they they wrote the Pirates off anyway. But you guys internally, did you ever write you, you, the Pirates? By the way, finished 79 and 83. Uh, the Astros won the National League Central that year. Did you guys internally, when you started that season, feel like you had any shot? No, nah, nobody did because we had a bunch of young guys. So nobody knew who did what, who could do what, because, you know, we, we had a lot of young guys. I had a lot of fresh faces. Uh, some people, I had been up there, up and down a little bit a few years. Some people been first year. So we, we, we didn't have a clue. I mean, we were, how do you say, I guess had nothing to lose. So we just went out there and played. Everybody tried to make a name for themselves. They belonged there. And, you know, we just played baseball. We tried to play as much as we can. We were a young team. We had some veteran coaches, but we had a young team. So, no one really knew. We just about just got there and played. As the season went on that year in particular, Tony, uh, a lot of teams in the National League Central were under 500. It was kind of nicknamed the Comedy Central. A lot of players will say they don't look at the standings because you have a six-month season. You just have to go out and do the best you can. But did you guys 
know about what was going on in the division, that everybody was under 500 or right around that level? What Was looking at the standings something that you guys did as that year went or progressed? Uh, you don't start looking at the standings until after the All-Star break, and then you, then you start really watching it in August and September, late July, August and September. You try to figure out where you are and what you got to do. So it has nothing to do with it. It's called Comedy Central. It's still with big leagues. Everybody has down years. Even now, there's some leagues that guys are playing below 500, but it's still baseball. I mean, you're beating each other up. It's professional ball for a reason. Now, as again, as the season goes on, the Astros finally got a little bit of separation at the end, but the, the Pirates are were right there in it. And one of the reasons that's such a big deal to Pirates fans all these years later is because you, the organization was in the middle of a 20-year losing streak that did not end until 2013. So 97 was fascinating to look back on from a history perspective. As the season kind of gets winding down and you're still there and you're still there, were, you, were even you guys surprised that, uh, that you still had a shot here with a week or two to go left in the season? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we played we played from day one to the end. So you can only control what you control. So other teams weren't playing well. You know, we were young guys playing okay, staying in the hunt. So it, it, it wasn't – I don't think it's anything surprising, just the fact that we got out there and played without a care in the world. Because, you know, we – According to that, we hadn't had a, we've had a losing season for 20 years or so, whatever that is, and that had nothing to do with none of us because we don't make the moves. The front office makes the moves, so we just went out there and played. And every day, the whole goal was to try to win a series, and that's I guess that's, that was the only mindset we had. You had an excellent season in '97. That was actually your rookie season, even though you'd been up a little bit in previous years. You about 278, uh, six homers, 50 RBIs, 60 stolen bases, led the league. Uh, first of three consecutive years for you leading the league with 60 stolen bases. And you were a National League All-Star. What's your favorite memory? What stands out to you most about your personal success in 97? Uh, just given the opportunity to play at the highest level and, you know, telling myself I belong there. I just had to keep reminding myself I belong there. And to me, that's, that's all it was. It was just... I belong there. Um, you know, I went out there and did my best. I did. I tried to stay within my bubble and be the player that I am and who I am, not try to be somebody else and not get caught up in seeing players that, you know, you, you watch on TV, you look at. You, can't just, you just want to compete and just prove to yourself that you belong there. So that's the biggest thing that I took away from me, that I proved to myself that I belong there. All-Star game that year was in Cleveland. What uh, what do you remember about that night? Anything stand out? Did you get to meet heroes that you'd grown up watching? Um, I'm not necessarily heroes growing up watching. I'm, I I don't have heroes like that. My dad and my mom are heroes. I don't have heroes like that. Um, to be to play and have a career like some of the players is one thing. That's not really my hero. The one thing that stand out was like I was in Cleveland and. I don't know if it's one of your station in Pittsburgh or somewhere else called me while I was brushing my teeth, and they tried to do an interview while I was brushing my teeth. That's just <laughs> kind of funny. That was kind of funny. That's about the only thing I kind of think that was funny about the All-Star game was they tried to, they wanted to do an interview while I was brushing my teeth. It was kind of funny. I said, hey, let me finish brushing my teeth. And they said, oh, hold on, okay, whatever. But that's the biggest thing for me. It was fun. Um, I worked my butt off. To be honored as a reserve was, was, a, was an honored thing. So me – that, that was just one of the good things that I enjoyed about playing the game. Now, you said something fascinating. You said your heroes were your mom and your dad. I, yeah. That's 
that's awesome to hear. Can can you expand on that? Why why is that? Um, you become a player, however you want to become a player, but the person is what makes you. And persons start at home, and the world would be a much better place if kids listen to parents or parents become better parents and not friends at home. You know, whether you got one parent or two parents, grandparents, you know, kids need to listen to the ones that are at home. That's what they need to do. It starts at home. Half of the crazies in the world is because we don't, we fear nobody, we don't fear authority, we don't believe in God, and, or we don't fear God, and we just don't listen at home. So it starts at home. You can, you, can, you know, you can be one of the best baseball players, but if you're a bad person, nobody want to be around you. It's that simple for me. So it just starts at home. I, I was groomed. We weren't, we weren't rich, you know. We, we were low middle class, but we made do. We came back, and I became a better person for that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Tony is from Virginia, drafted in the seventh round by the Pirates in 1991. Now, the Pirates had three great years getting to the National League Championship Series uh, or getting to the playoffs in, in 1991 92. After that, after the Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla, Andy Vanslyke, Doug Drabeck, once that core group left starting in 93, that's when the 20-year losing streak started. Now, you made your profession, you made your major league debut with the Pirates uh, in 1993. Can you take us back to what the feeling was in the organization amongst young players starting in 93, 94, 95, 96? Because you know the, the superstars, they're now gone what was the expectation internally for you guys in the organization at the time? There was none. I mean, everybody wanted to call it the rebuilding year or whatever they want to call it. But, there, again, there's no expectations. For the team out there that's supposed to win, that wants to win, that needs to compete. And if you compete, you have a chance of winning. You know what I mean, so we as players had nothing to do. But we have zero control. We we don't have any right. We don't have any say. We have no power, no pull. So when we get the opportunity, we basically just told ourselves to go out there and compete. You know, make make them give them a reason that you should play every day. Don't give them a reason to find somebody else for you. Make you know, I tell you, give give the pilots a reason why you should play every day. Uh, give a reason why you should be in a lot of why you should be you know the starter. So we just all went out there and did our best, played hard, played smart. I do want to ask you one personal question. I'm 48. I grew up watching the Chicago Cubs in the 80s and 90s. My all-time favorite Major League player was Sean Dunstan. Uh, the Pirates traded for Sean Dunstan. He comes over and hits two home runs uh, in his debut for the Pirates. I just, uh, I just want to ask you from a personal standpoint, what was it like getting to spend a month or so playing with Sean? Well, 
Uh, it was awesome. I still talk to him a lot. I mean, he's 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 awesome. He's he's awesome. It was it was really awesome for that for him, for me, for us. Um, you know, you play against him, and then you finally start playing with with the guys that you know you play against and you look up to. You're like, holy cow, man! This like this is awesome. <laughs> this is just flat out awesome. So, uh, great person, veteran. So he kind of just puts it in in perspective, and it just makes you feel like you belong. In 1997, you had 60 stolen bases, led the league. 98, led the league. 58 stolen bases. You went to Arizona in 99, 72 stolen bases. Major League Baseball is a different game now, man. That you, Speed, getting on, getting over, that was a huge part of your game. W- will we ever see 70 stolen bases again? And w- What do you think of the way the game is played now, Tony, that guys just simply will not run? Uh, it's, it's kind of jacked up to ask me, but, uh, no, you won't see it for a while. It'll come back because now that they, I think next year they, they go away from the shift. Um, I think it'll come back, but by then have we really lost the art of button and stealing because we have, we don't do it anymore. We, it's a strike or a home run, you know, right-handed hitters or pulling the ball, trying to pull through the shift. Um, I'm not an analytical guy from the standpoint because I, that stuff don't work in the playoffs. They can work during the season because you got another game, but in the playoffs, that crap don't work. Um, so, but I got to get used to this game because my son got drafted by the White Sox, so I got to get used to it right now. So, uh, it'll come back because they're changing back to the format. But my point is, have we lost the art because no one is teaching it anymore? No one's doing it. Trey Turner, I think, won stolen base title with 31. I think I had 32 at the break one year. So. <laughs> It's kind of, yeah, it'll come back. But my point is, have we lost the art of teaching it? That's that's the thing. Because now we don't teach it anymore because it's so analytical that now we got to go back to it. Can we really go back to it? Who's going to teach it? What's your son like as a ball player? Where where was he drafted? What position does he play? Um, so we signed as a free agent out of Norfolk State University in Norfolk, Virginia. Um. He's a second baseman, third baseman. They're probably going to play first because they asked him to work at first because he could hit. He's more powerful than I am. He's not slow, but he's not as fast as I am. Um, the kid can flat out hit. Uh, he can flat out hit. He's uh, at the third level right now with the White Sox here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, he skipped rookies. He skipped high, low A. He's a high A. Batting 275, eight home runs, 35 RBIs. And only, uh, I want to say, 64 games. How about your experience later on in your career, getting to winning a World Series? What does that mean to you? What are what are your favorite memories about that experience? Um, everybody, I, I can't speak for everybody. I played the game to to be a world champion. You know, to all the individual accolades. You know, that's I was gonna grow up in the airplane short a second where you got Ozzy and you got all uh, you got Barry Larkin. Good luck trying to get a gold glove with them dudes playing there. Good luck trying to be an also. I mean, you just it was just tough, but my whole goal was, man, win a championship. That's awesome because there's 30 teams, one standing. That's, that's, that's the ultimate goal. And the individual stuff, it, it is what it is. But winning a World Series, not many people who are in the Hall of Fame can say that. Not many people in the Hall of Fame who can say they went to a World Series. So for me, just that was team-oriented. We had a goal. We all stuck to it. And we came together as a team. That's that's the most important thing about winning the World Series. And then when I lost one in Old Point, St. Louis, same thing. It's like I've been to two in the past three or four years. People have never they played 16 games a year, never been to one. So 
I mean, it's it's the team thing for me. The individual stuff will take care of itself. But when you can win as a team, that's special. I want to finish with this, Tony, because it's 25 years later, and again, um, I'm asking you about a season in 1997. The Pirates struggled for a long, long time. W- would you have predicted that? I know you were there. Again, a 79 and 83 record in 1997, very respectable. They did not win again until 2013. Would you have predicted that that their fate might have been that from a from a financial standpoint? The way baseball went on, does that surprise you that the Pirates really struggled for that long? No, well, my thing is, it's, it's a choice, and I'm not, I'm not knocking the Pirates because, you know, I don't believe in that you don't have money. You, you pick and choose when you want to spend money, how you want to spend money. Um, I don't think that you're losing money, but at the same time, you know, you put people in the stands by putting a product on the field. So if you're not putting a product on the field, how are you going to bring people to come? So so for me, it's more of, uh, I, you may be a low market team. That doesn't mean you can't win. That means you. That doesn't mean you can't put the right pieces on the field, keep the right pieces so you can win. So, it works both ways for me. I, um, I don't know what took him so long. I like everybody has their own agenda when they get there to be running the teams and all that. But all I know is you got to find a nucleus somehow and say, hey, I don't mind getting my butt beat now, but at the end we'll win. It's like when I started a travel team. You know, I told the kids, they got cut from other organizations. Hey, we don't get our butt beat for the first two or three years. But after that, the more we keep going together and play together, we get better. And then we started winning. So that's how I see it. It's just, do you want to keep the pieces? It's, I don't think you can expect things. You can't afford somebody. Just talk to your people. Treat these players professionally, and I think you'll get what you want. What do you think your legacy is in Major League Baseball, Tony? You played 13 years. Again, a World Series title, a lot of hits, a lot of stolen bases. As you look, what, what, how do you hope people remember you these years later? <laughs> I don't know if we call it a legacy now. I didn't play to be remembered or be a household name. I played because I enjoyed the game. I played because I was blessed to, to be part of it. So I'm not saying it's a legacy. Um, for me, it's just more of uh, – I'm grateful and honored for the Pirates. I'm grateful for the chance of playing in the big league. Um, I'm grateful for the fact that people know that I played the game hard no matter what. Um, I stay within myself. I, you know, being on a high market team or a low market team, bothered me. I just wanted to play. I wanted to play because I love the game. I didn't play for the money. Um, I cared about winning. I cared about losing. Because when you lose, the only way you get better is you got to learn how you got to understand why you lost you know, what, what you did and do or could have done, you know. So I'm just – I don't know if it's a legacy for me. It's just the fact that I played the game the right way in my mind. I felt good about it, and I'm forever grateful. And aside from uh, keeping up with your son and his pro career, what what are you up to these days? What what has baseball retirement led to you? Um, I still train kids. I still train my son. I still train kids. I train – I train big leaguers. Um you know, Will Myers comes through a little bit. I, I I still train. I still get back to the game. I coach a couple of travel. Well, I help and coach travel teams. I still I still have a little something going. I mean, I don't have. It ain't it ain't all bad for me. It's a, it's actually pretty good for me. It's not all bad. So I enjoy it. Then you know, I play a buttload of golf these days to keep. That's the competitive side. Is I got I got golf, man. Because every day I try to go out and try to beat the golf course. <laughs> that's the competitive side, brother. Last thing, my son's 10 years old. What advice would you give to a young baseball player today? Be a student of the game and have fun getting better. Stop worrying about the analytics. Stop worrying about what you can and can't do. If you're not having fun, you're not a student of the game. Be a student of the game. When you have fun, 
understand the game from all sides, both defense and offense. Just enjoy the game. Just enjoy the game. I mean, when it's time to get serious, you'll be ready because you became a student of the game at a young age. That's fantastic. Hey, Tony, I really appreciate you taking some time to share your favorite memories. It's a great story about the 97 Pirates that will always kind of live on in, in uh, Pirates fans' memories. I appreciate the time, pal. Good luck to you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure, man. Good luck to you, son, and, and uh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you.